the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Tom Harmon's coming back. Yeah, Tom Harmon's well, coming back. I, I would say that would be announced next week, except I'd rather announce it now. <laughs> Well, he'll be a border czar. He'll be uh, very much involved in the border. He'll be reporting directly to me. The president of the United States announcing Tom Holman, who I think is a tremendous patriot. He has had such a great career in trying to protect our border and preserve uh, liberty for uh, this country, for our citizens, and for our legal immigrants in this country. And he is going to be a new border czar. Not exactly sure if that uh, title is in the uh, list of, uh, of cabinet positions, but he's going to be uh, very working very closely with the president. I bring that up because, uh, my goodness, has Daniel Horowitz been on the case as it pertains to the border crisis and to, well, infectious deadly diseases that are coming into the United States by way of Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, the migrant caravans that have been at the center of so much of the controversy right now uh, over our border issue. Daniel Horowitz, senior editor at Conservative Review. You see him on CRTV. And if you haven't yet read his book, Stolen Sovereignty, you don't know what you're missing. Uh, Daniel Horowitz, good to have you here on the Dennis Prager Show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right, thank God. But just warning you, no hablo espanol. (laughs) <laughs> no, neither neither do I. <laughs> but, um, Daniel, I mean, you, you're all over this. I was just looking at your Twitter feed, which is a great way to kind of uh, keep tabs on you. You have so many different uh, irons in the fire at all times. But the last couple of days, in particular today, almost every tweet and almost every story that you're commenting on has to do with the border. It has to do with, um, uh, as I mentioned, about, uh, you know, uh, uh, diseases that are coming into the United States. It's funny, when the president talked about that, and he talked about disease and he talked about, you know, crime and other things coming in over the border. He was criticized. He was insulted. He was he was told that he is being a bigot by projecting brown people as being diseased and less clean and so on and so forth. But based on some of the reporting you're, you're doing right now, especially by way of of um, uh, Twitter, uh, that is exactly what we're seeing, Daniel. You know, it's been very frustrating. Um, every aspect of this border invasion, every single one, it's like pulling teeth. We have to spend six to 12 months hitting this before the truth finally comes out on issue number one, and then they still deny issue number two and three, and then we prove two. I mean, it's a slow process. So, you know, Border Patrol, uh, CBP Press told me blatantly it's just the flu and chickenpox. That's what they said a couple months ago. I knew that was a lie. I had about 50 different sources that there were measles, particularly mumps, um, which we'll get to in a minute, tuberculosis, scabies, flesh-eating diseases. Um, and many, many other things. Obviously, some of the things aren't contagious. They're um, mosquito-driven. Uh, uh, but a lot, a lot of problems come in, coming over. It, it was obvious. Uh, you have to understand that the secretary or acting secretary of DHS testified several months ago that they are coming in uh, unsanitary conditions. They've never experienced sanitary conditions. They've never seen a doctor, and they're not vaccinated. Uh, largely, what's coming from Central America are um, individuals that, by the way, uh, border officials will tell you often don't speak Spanish. 
They're the indigenous population of the rural areas. So there's a big gap between health coverage and vaccination among the more relatively affluent city dwellers um, versus those in the rural areas. And then in addition, they're now coming from Haiti, Cuba, Venezuela, which, I mean, you have every disease known to man now that their system collapsed. And now you got Africa with yellow fever, Ebola, um, also 87,000 cases of measles in, in Africa. In, in, in Congo, um, but as well as Angola and Cameroon, which we have several hundred coming from there as well. So it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to realize that if you have hundreds of thousands of them coming in just helter-skelter, it's a prima facie credible threat to the American people, right? That, that was obvious for months. Our laws, uh, 1182 of AUSC, make these people inadmissible, and 1222, AUSC 1222, requires the government to detain them, quote, for a sufficient time to enable immigration officers and medical officers to subject such aliens to observation and an examination sufficient to determine whether or not they belong to inadmissible classes, meaning inadmissible health classes. Um, That has not been followed. Um, Those laws, that is the law. You will not get a stronger law passed. Um, it has not been followed, and now we know, now we can confirm that. Daniel Horowitz is my guest. Uh, Daniel is a senior editor at Conservative Review, also the host of the Conservative Conscience. Um, you're, you're, tweet, you're tweeting links to the CNN report about, um, uh, about mumps and, uh, and uh, chicken pox. 5,200 people in ICE custody quarantined for exposure to mumps or chicken pox, and you're talking about a lot of other diseases as well. Um, when you mention 1182, uh, 8 U.S.C. 1182-F, uh, and uh, the, the president's right to essentially deny admission to the country any class of aliens or non-aliens, if they're, you know, if they're refugee or, excuse me, if they're asylum seekers, um, that is up to him. What, what, what does Congress need here uh, to say, you know, to recognize this, as you just described it, as a public health crisis? If these people are let go into the whole of the population, and, and remember, Daniel, as you know, if 5,200 people are in ICE custody quarantine, how many of them slip through? How many of them are now spreading these things throughout the populations to the point where Congress would say the president must invoke his powers here rather than fighting him, but actually encourage him to do something to stop this before it becomes a, a deadly situation. Well, I mean, you, you said the, uh, you have the money quote there. I actually was referring to more specific clause. It's 1182A1. And so 1182 is a list of all the inadmissibles, you know, right. criminal terrorists, everything. So it's interesting that A1, the very first inadmissible is health ground. Very interesting. It's, um, that law has been in place since 1891. But it's really been in some fashion in the states and the colonies since the colonial times. There is nothing, nothing stands in the way of that. That is everything. It's not being followed. But you're speaking about 1182F is the broader shutoff that whenever the president determines that it's just straight up detrimental, which, my gosh, this is drugs, crime, uh, gangs, the cartels, I mean, public charge, you name it, um, he could do it. And then in addition to that, you mentioned he has his own inherent authority. Um, the court in Nafi Shaughnessy's 1950 case said the exclusion of aliens is a fundamental act of sovereignty. The right to do so stems not alone from legislative power, but is inherent in the executive power to control the foreign affairs of the nation. So absolutely they could push them back, refuse to bring them across the Rio Grande River, push them back, hold them, um, quarantine them. You brought up another – But what would happen, question. Daniel? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your thought there and then tell me what would happen, because, you know, they would immediately file a lawsuit and some judge would, would enjoin that, that, that ruling by the president. 
Well, well, a, a, a couple, couple things on that. So first of all, that in that way, that dramatically has not been tried yet. So I mean, you know, it, it, it's bad enough that we're allowing California judges to uh, rule over the country. I, by the way, I have an article out how just two percent, two point three percent of family units are going to California. Seventy percent are in Texas. So it's pretty amazing how um, one uh, judge in California could, could control that, and, and the administration needs to contest that. But but this has not even gone to court, and actually it has gone, and the Supreme Court ruled with Trump when he said Somalis and Yemenis and Iranians are inadmissible. He could do that with, with all countries coming to the land border. Um, the, John Roberts was very clear that 1182F, quote, exudes deference in every clause, every clause. So it, it's a mystery to me why they haven't invoked that. Um, but going back to the diseases, you mentioned a very important thing. There's 297 confirmed cases, according to a CNN article, of mumps in the ICE facilities. But here's the b- bigger question. We know 204.5 thousand have been released since December 21st. And most of them, particularly anyone with a kid, and kids are more vulnerable to all this stuff, particularly mumps, um, they're released immediately. They're released within hours. They're never brought to ICE facilities. It's important to remember that, you know, there's nothing unique about those being held in in ICE facilities versus those that are released. Um, If you have 297 confirmed cases in September in ICE facilities, that means that there are at least as many that got into America. And and the reason is this. Here are the facts that we know. It, It was kind of cute looking at the CNN article when they they said uh, it's, it's unknown where it, you know what was the source and how it spread, and um, I was laughing because the sentence before they say that last September was the first time the agency recorded mumps cases. Now, given that the border beat reporters um, for CNN, God bless them, they don't know much about immigration and the issue like we do here at Conservative Review and Plays Media. Uh, they would know that last September there's is something very significant about that date. Last September is when Honduras declared a national health emergency on mumps. So it's not just random. Um, there were thousands of cases. There's something else about September, October. Remember what happened last fall right before the election? We had the largest caravan start. Do you know right. where it came from? It came from Honduras. Originally, more of the migrants were from Guatemala. But now, if you look the last five or so months, it's flipped because the caravans – uh, really brought in a lot of people, and they originate in Honduras. Um, most of them leave from San Pedro Sula. It's a northern Honduran town with about um, 1,336 confirmed cases of mumps. So, again, you don't need to be a healthcare professional uh, scientist or Sherlock Holmes to figure out what's going on here and the timing and where it came from. So it, it, this didn't germinate in the ICE facilities like the media will try to blame on them. It, it, you know, it obviously came from the border. Um, We also know that, according to the Homeland Security Advisory Council report, about 73 percent of the children in the family unit um, units coming over are what's considered of tender age, 12 or younger. So, I mean, that's really you're really asking for it there. Uh, And then we also know 204,000 were released, many of them just straight up without ever going into ICE custody. Now, let me explain to you the difference between ICE custody. ICE custody, once they see the mumps, so then they gave them blood tests. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're caught by Border Patrol and released hours later, the only thing they do is ask you to lift up your shirt. They check for chicken pox, pox 
Or if you're dying out there, they're certainly going to do triage. They're going to help you. But they don't screen you for diseases. Uh, McAleenan testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee, ooh, was it Monday? Um, earlier this week, he said family units are released into our communities with unknown vaccination status and without a standard medical examination for communicable diseases. By the way, that, that's a straight-up violation of federal law um, right there. And there is the story. So the question nobody is asking is how many got away? Right. And that, that is exactly uh, the, the issue as far as this potentially being a massive widespread health crisis. Um, what, what, is, what is Congress going to do about this? First of all, two questions. What is, is Congress going to address this health crisis at all or are they going to just continue? You know, they passed, the Democrats did last week, you know, um, essentially a mass amnesty for two to three million uh, illegals who are already here. Are they going to continue that down that same road? Are they going to address the health crisis at all? And second of all, I played the clip of the president this morning announcing Tom Homan as a quote unquote borders are. I love Tom Homan. I love his ideas. I love his passion. I love his um, his dedication and his patriotism. I just don't know if he's going to have the tools that he needs to make any changes uh, as it pertains to the border and as it pertains to keeping out people with these um, uh, with these diseases. Um, so first off, I mean, broadly, on any aspect of the border, they're not going to act. No, um, they won't. Even at with the health crisis. They'll give what? Even with the health crisis. No, I, I said broadly, the health crisis for sure not because they don't believe it exists. You're not allowed to talk about that. That that's a no-fly zone. Just so you know, it doesn't exist. See no evil, hear no evil. Let me give you one more data point, real quick. Hidalgo County, Texas. You could Google this. It they have 51 confirmed cases countywide in every jurisdiction of the county, um, every school district. They have mumps. Now, they don't know where it's coming from. They'll tell you they're very confounded by the fact that it's now getting into adults, which is a strain that's pretty rare. They haven't seen that. It has more mumps than any county in America. Do you know what Hidalgo County also is? It is the most trafficked of the 32 border counties. That's the section of the Rio Grande Valley with McAllen that is the, has the number one numbers of illegal aliens coming through. And the local county officials, they, they will tell you. We don't know, but they are certain it's not from the illegals. I mean, th- that is the mentality. It's unbelievable. So no one in Congress will even mention what you're talking about, much less do something about it. You're not allowed to talk about it. So that's... That's what that. As far as Homan's concerned, um, he's a friend of mine, personal friend of mine. Um, you know, it's funny. He, he, he'll tell you to this day, I'm, I'm nothing but a cop. He's a blue-collar type of guy, um, really good man. Uh, president couldn't have picked anyone better. Here's the big question. Does he have the power or does McAleenan have the power? And I don't know the answer to that, and that's going to matter a lot. Uh, will they clash? I believe there's already some clashing going on with some of the other more um, pro-sovereignty officials in the administration. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, as, it, as it pertains um, to the election, uh, is the president going to get anything built? Is there, is there any wall coming? Is there any funding coming? Or are we just going to, is this going to be the same exact thing? Are we just going to deal, essentially, Daniel Horowitz, uh, before you go, are we just going to deal with the investigations, the nonstop investigations from the oversight committees, judiciary committees, and so on and so forth? Or are they even going to touch immigration between now and 2020, November of 2020? Um, let, let me, let me tell you this. Uh, when the president was, came down that escalator in June uh, 2015 and he said America, rightfully so, has become a dumping ground, we had 38,000 apprehensions at the border uh, per month. Now we have 144,000. Uh, right now we are spending 18.2% more than the final year of Obama's administration. 
Um, but I'll tell you, you know what? We will congratulate ourselves because at least we went after Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Hey, baby, we saved our republic. Um, wow. hey, look, I, I hate to be sarcastic. No, I get it. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I think it's incumbent on some of our colleagues in conservative media. They need to recognize we're not winning this. We need to keep up the pressure. You have to understand. Daniel, I, I understand and appreciate and respect your sarcasm on it because your frustration level is as high as anybody's. And I thank you so much for your time, my friend. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.